Hi, welcome to our study on Song of Songs. Why do we want to do a study on Song of Songs? What value is there really to this book? Well, I, I really believe that the title gives it away. Song of Songs. It's not titled the Song of Solomon. It's the Song of Songs. And when you, you look at the Bible, it's the book of books. It's the greatest of all books. The Song of Songs is the greatest of all songs. It is the most important of all songs. And I don't believe we in the church have a very good handle on what this book is really trying to teach us. So that's why I want to approach this book and, and, and try to resurrect it per se. Because I think too many people have falsely uh, interpreted it. And the re that's the question you need to ask yourself. How is this book supposed to be interpreted? When I was in school, they interpreted it as physical love, eros, sexual love, uh, man with a woman, and that's how we went through the book. I felt that was very wrong in, in everything that we were learning. Some people will interpret it as friendship love, phileo, uh, husband and wife in, in their relationship uh, and how they get along with one another. But I don't think that works either. I go with the spiritual love. It's agape. That's the word that's used in this book. It is all about Christ with his church. Christ being the bridegroom, the church, or the individual Christian, I prefer, uh, is, is, the, is the bride, and that's how we need to look at it. My reasons for interpreting it spiritually speaking is, first of all, who wrote the Song of Songs? Well, Solomon penned it, yes, but he didn't conceive it. And this is the approach you got to have when it comes to all the books of the Bible. 2 Peter 1.21 states, No prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. It was the Holy Spirit that wrote the Song of Songs. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scriptures inspired by God. The Holy Spirit wrote the entire Bible. The Bible is such a spiritual book, and why are we trying to interpret it on a physical base? For physical understanding, I think that's a big mistake, and I think that's where so many people mess up with Song of Solomon. Second question you need to ask is, well, to whom was it written and why? Romans 15.4, whatever was written in earlier times, Old Testament, was written for our instruction, so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. All the books of the Bible were written to who? To us. Whether you're in the 15th century, the 18th century, the 21st century, the 21st, the 25th century, all the, the scriptures are relevant to the time. It wasn't written for people way back then. Oh, it was when it was written, but no, it's written for us today is what we need to understand. And it's teaching us spiritual lessons today. And that's how we need to interpret this book as well as all the books. To understand the book of Revelation in the New Testament, you need to understand the Old Testament. The Old Testament gives us wisdom and insight. You need to understand what Daniel is talking about, Ezekiel, and, Je and Zechariah, at least some of the chapters in there, to be able to understand the apocalyptic language that Revelation uses. And it's beautiful. It, the Old Testament unlocks our understanding for the Revelation and gives us a solid base upon which to stand in our interpretation. Well, I believe the same is true for Song of Songs. You need to understand the New Testament. In Luke 24, 45, Jesus opened their mind to understand the scriptures. They didn't, the Jews couldn't understand the Old Testament 
to the depths of which we can understand today because we know who Christ is. In fact, in Galatians 1.18, it says about Paul, three years later, after he was baptized, three years later, that's when he went up to Jerusalem. Paul disappeared for three years. He went off to Arabia where he had to study the scriptures with Christ. He had to deprogram to reprogram before he started to preach the gospel. And that's because you've got to have the Holy Spirit to be able to understand the Old Testament. Hosea, for example, it will come about in that day, declares the Lord, that you will call me Ishi. You will call me my husband and will no longer call me Bali. You will no longer call me master. So this text right here in Hosea is talking about the future when Christ does show up. Read the whole chapter. But when Christ does show up, he's talking about getting married to the people of God, the church. In Mark chapter 2, verse 20, Jesus says, well, The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. He's making direct reference to himself as being the bridegroom. And that's looking at Hosea chapter 2. In Ephesians, Paul writes, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother, and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is great, but I'm speaking with reference to Christ and the church. He's talking about what? Marriage. That's the kind of relationship God wants with us. Not a master, but a husband to a wife relationship. Revelation 19.7 says, Let us rejoice and be glad, give glory to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and the bride has made herself ready. Jesus is the bridegroom, the church is the bride. Collective or individual. I prefer when you study Song of Solomon, you see the bride as yourself, as an individual and make the personal application, and it just works brilliantly. It's just an incredible communication from God to us. Song of Solomon, as well, is always read at the Passover, when Jesus died. Greater love has no one than this, that one laid down his life for his friends. Song of Solomon is a, an incredible book on love, the love that God has for his people. Evidence for a complete work. Now, this is really important, and, and I find this fascinating. So many people like to say that Song of Songs is a compilation of love poems. Solomon took all these love poems from different places and all that and put it all together. Wrong. It is one unit. It is one writing. And evidence for that, as far as I'm concerned, is when you look into this book, there are 73 pairs of words, individual, or phrases found in 146 verses and Song of Songs has 115 verses. So a lot of verses are doubling up with these pairs. And these pairs are absolutely incredible. There are 20 pairs found coming out of chapter 1 alone. So, as you see the first one, the kiss. He mentions a kiss in chapter 1, verse 2, and he mentions it again in chapter 8, verse 1. In fact, there are four references to chapter 8 that are found in chapter 1. When you look at a shoe with its shoelaces... You, you, you want to pull both sides together is what you're trying to do and cinch it up nice and tight. That's what you see with these pairs. You've got it mentioned here and then mentioned here at the other end of the book. You've got 20 pairs coming out of chapter 1. In chapter 2, you've got 18 pairs. Uh, four are found in chapter 8, which shows the, the references and how it comes together. In chapter 3, you've got 12 pairs. Two are found in chapter 8. In chapter 4, 
19 pairs. 12 are found in chapter 4 up to chapter 8. 7 are found in chapter 1 to chapter 3. That's why you have that plus right there uh, situation. Uh, chapter 5, 15. Chapter 6, 17. Chapter 7, 15. Chapter 8, 13. They're all over the place. 70, what? 73 pairs of words or phrases found in 146 verses, and it, there's only 115 verses. There's something going on here with the pairs, and all the symbolicness of that, I'm really at a loss at this present time. But I know that there's a purpose for this. And the number one purpose that I'm seeing is it shows how it's totally united that it is one complete unit. People do not understand this book because they do not see it on a symbolic base, but they're trying to interpret it on a literal base. That does not work without creating an awful lot of damage. My reasons against physical love interpretation, eros, which is the word, the Greek word for love, for sexual love, is not found in this book, nor is it found anywhere in the scriptures. Agape is the word that he uses here. If you go with sexual love and try to interpret that way, you're taking a spiritual book and you're turning it into an immoral teaching. That's my belief. Sex before marriage is taught. Multiple lovers is taught. No, this is not a work of God. This is a, the, an abuse of men in their interpreting the scripture. Reason that it's not a friendship love, husband and wife or friends, you know, and how relationships should be. The man is superior and perfect. He doesn't make mistakes. This is not how you compare a husband to a wife. The woman makes three major mistakes in the book. Three major mistakes. Her description changes as it goes through the book. She is expected to change. Why? Because she is uh, the Christian. And the Christian, when he comes into the relationship, is making mistakes. And he has to change. Christ doesn't make mistakes, and he is seen as being perfect. You cannot make this. It, is, it was not written to be a, a friendship, uh, relationship kind of thing. No, not a chance. What was this? This is a spiritual love. This is agape. This is how it needs to be interpreted on this level. Christ with his church. Song of Songs is the greatest, the greatest of all songs. I mean, you've got the whole book of Psalms. It's the greatest of all songs. And it is the most important of all songs. And I believe it's a study worthy of your time. And I think there's a big emptiness in your heart when you do not have this book in your vocabulary. And that's the purpose of this study. And I pray that you continue to, to join us in on it. Thank you for watching.